whistle while you work. Put on that grin and start riding to whistle loud and loud. Just hum a merry tune. Welcome to Company Break a program dedicated to the companies and organizations in our local area, giving them a chance to talk about what services they can provide for you, our WCRI listeners. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Company Break. I'm Mike Mayno. Very pleased to be sitting with a very famous person in South County of Rhode Island, Dave Planning from Dave's Coffee is here. Welcome to the program, Dave. Thank you, Mike. I'm so glad to be here. It's not there's not a lot of people that have products named for them that people use every day in their house, <laughs> so that constantly you and you probably have no idea when someone is tapping into Dave's Coffee and and, and enjoying it. Right? That's true. That's uh, true. And it was it was actually. The name Dave's Coffee is from my son as well, who's Dave Jr. So that's where the name came from. It was my wife's idea. And Ooh. she said, you should name the coffee after your son and yourself. And so it's both of us. Well, let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Dave's Coffee is kind of an institution uh, in the southern part of Rhode Island and southern New England and now expanding beyond that, I guess. So let's start uh, 2009, right? Was that when this all started? Right, 2009. We, um, we have another business that's in, in the same building as our original Dave's Coffee in Charlestown. And that um, is Galapagos Boutique. And when we first opened our first, it wasn't actually called Dave's Coffee then. It was just a little coffee counter in the back of the boutique. And it was primarily for um, to keep the husbands happy while the wives were shopping. They could have a cup of coffee and sit down. And, and back then it was read the paper, and now it's they're on their phone. But um, but that was the beginning of our coffee bar experience. So that was the uh, the intent was kind of to just keep the 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 other person happy whoever that happened to be right right exactly <laughs> like i don't really want to be here but they needed someone to drive if so. i can have a good cup of coffee and i'm happy and that uh, that has expanded now over the years to now a, a brand a very famous brand and when dave's coffee started out was it a simple you said it was a bar in the back was it uh one particular item, or was it different flavors of coffee? How did that come about? Yeah, it was basically one one coffee, and we always worked with the back then. It was a, a local roaster who this was previous to us getting into roasting ourselves, um, who would roast our coffee and um, kept it simple. But we were never into like the the flavored coffees. It was more just a really good solid cup of coffee to enjoy. Now, you mentioned something, uh, 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 another roaster. Um, most people probably don't understand that there's people around that roast coffee. There's yeah. businesses that do that. That's true. That's Other than true. the famous national brands that you know everybody hears about. So there are local people that are doing this process? Yeah, there are quite a few. Um, I mean, now there are lots and lots of local roasters in just about every community, which is great. Um, they, you know, they're, they're small companies, a lot of them, two or three employees. It doesn't take a lot of people to roast coffee, but it, it does ensure like a really good product, a really fresh product. Freshness is key, I would presume, to a lot of this. It is. And, and how does this start? What's the process of getting the, the, the raw product, if you will? Yes. Yeah, so we use a, um, 
an importer that's based in, in New Jersey, and just about all the coffee on the East Coast comes through the continental terminals in New Jersey, they come, you know, by ship. And um, we always look for coffees that are traceable back to the farm level as opposed to commodity coffees. So we like to be able to tell a story with each coffee of who the farmers were, mm-hmm. um, how it impacted their lives on a lot of occasions. Um, a lot of times they're pa- part of a certain movement. Like we had a coffee last season that was from Honduras, and it was all women um, women growers, women processors. The whole supply chain was all women, and it supported educating the women in the business and helping them grow their coffee plantations. Yeah, I remember years ago there was a there was a commercial movement with Juan Valdez. Right, right. right. I mean, so it was an opportunity to try to put a face on the on the coffee that people were getting. Exactly. So that's essentially what you're talking about, right? Right, right. And I think people appreciate that more knowing that that their purchase of a coffee is helping a, an actual person as opposed to a big faceless corporation, conglomerate or something. Right, like right. That. Yeah. So at this point, you you get the coffee from your distributor, right? And about how many different kinds now? You said originally there was the one. Yeah. So currently, we we keep um, eight to nine different varietals of coffee in our offerings, um, and that includes a couple of staples that we always have, um, and then a decaf coffee, and then also there are three or four coffees that we rotate seasonally throughout the year. Um, I, always, I, I kind of tell people that if you think of coffee almost like you do wine, where there are certain regions have certain harvest times and processing times, so you can't always get coffee from anywhere in the world at any time. So mm-hmm. we kind of rotate those three or four special offerings. Like right now we have an Ethiopian, a Mexican, um, and a Honduran. And just because those are the times that they're shipping those coffees that were harvested and processed recently. And hemispheres have something to do with that, too, They right? absolutely do. Obviously, absolutely. if it's winter down there, it's summer up here. Right, right, right. So that'll impact on what's available and when it's available. Yes. We probably should start off, um, since we got a little explanation of, of the coffee that you're carrying, uh, where are you located exactly? Where can people find Dave's Coffee? So our original coffee bar is located on Route 1 in Charlestown. Uh, the address is 5193 Old Post Road, almost on the Westerly Charlestown line. And then eight years ago, just about, we opened a second location in Providence on the east side, a block down from Brown and RISD. Um, and then we have our roastery in Narragansett. So there's... Three locations where people can purchase, or they can't go to the roastery. Is that yeah? The roastery is not a retail location, but we do occasionally have people come visit just to see how the process is. Mm -hmm. But but there isn't like a coffee bar. We don't sell coffee to drink there. Okay, but um, but it's a fun experience. Now, is it available anywhere else, or just at those two locations? Yeah, we've um we've got a a pretty decent um partnership with local businesses that um. That carry our product. I know McQuaid's has been. McQuaid's was actually our very first uh, wholesale account that we got. Hmm. So that's kind of a fun, a fun thing. And they still carry our coffee and our coffee syrup. And a lot of uh, smaller gourmet markets carry our product. And then also we we partner up with some restaurants like um, the Ocean House has served our coffee for a long time. The Week of Pagan, um, Shepherd's Run, a lot of inns and boutique kind of places. 
uh, using it as a higher end, yeah, uh, you know, a, a more uh, attractive thing for their higher end clientele. Exactly. Right. So that leads to the next question. Uh, I I bought my first car for a hundred dollars. Uh, how much is it going to cost me for a bag of Dave's coffee? <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully. Um, Thing we we purchase our coffee in futures, so we kind of lock in our prices a year, a year and a half in advance. So um, there are two ways you can buy coffee: you can buy futures, or you can do a spot buying. And spot buying is all over the place right now with with fuel prices and shipping and supply chain issues right. and all those things. So that is a lot more expensive. But we've kept our prices fairly fairly steady for. Um, for at least five or six years. Mm-hmm. So people can go into, let's say, McQuaid's and, and buy, what, a pound bag? Yeah, they're 12-ounce bags. 12-ounce, yep. okay. And anywhere from thirteen ninety-five to $17, depending okay. on the varietal. So, so not crazy more expensive than, than the national brand that no. might be, you know, no. a, a little bit less than that. All right, so it's you're in the ball game anyway. Exactly. It's not a matter of like, oh, take out the mortgage. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know because a lot of people have no no concept if they if they haven't done that before. Uh, they like to buy something fresh, but they also don't want to break the bank when they're doing it. True. Now, when when you get to, um, are you trying to keep a lid on how many places carry the coffee, or is that simply a matter of production? It's a combination. We, I, if someone is in a certain geographical area, I try to give them some exclusivity on carrying our product because I don't want it on every single corner. Then then it's kind of not fair to anybody. But um, but it is is also um, based on production. We, uh, you know, we we hand roast everything one batch at a time. We have a our machine is a twenty five kilo roaster, so the yield for every batch of coffee we roast is just under fifty pounds. So there's definitely um, and the the time to roast is about thirteen to fourteen minutes per batch. So there is a finite number on how many roasts we can do a day. Yeah, so the production of what comes out of your facility is X number, what five hundred right. bags, whatever the number is, right? Um, and and that's kind of it at this point, right? Exactly. And and that's kind of a good thing because then people know that they're getting something fresh and something exclusive, and that's right. what, uh, what part of the attraction is. Okay, you mentioned Galapagos earlier. I'll make sure that people understood that. It's the same building, right? That it is the same building. It's myself and my wife um, who are active in both businesses, and, and she she is the, the fashion side of Galapagos, does all the buying, the merchandising, the selling on the floor. She's got an amazing eye for, for fashion. And then she, I, you know, I, I do some time at Galapagos working, and then she also helps with our coffee business as well. So if I go down there to buy some apparel, I can have my wife go, still go over and get a cup of coffee, right? For you got it. You All got right. it. See, I switched the. I just wanted to switch. The <laughs> make sure that we're being equitable. Right. Right. <laughs> and so forth. Uh, and and uh, is the the boutique itself is that. Uh, that's been there since 2009 also, or is that something that was there first? It was there first. This will actually be our 27th summer. We're open year-round, but it's 27 years this summer that we opened Galapagos in Charlestown. Oh, so it's been there for quite a while. Yes, All right. yes. And uh, because I've seen a picture of your wife, and she only looks like she's 30. I know. So, <laughs> so I don't know how that works. But, uh, 
I don't know. We'll see how that how that happens. And it's an interesting building if you haven't been there. It's a it's an old farmhouse that um, it's one of the older buildings in Charlestown. It was built in 1740. Really? Yeah, and so it's got a lot of character and a lot of charm. It's got you know the low ceilings and big beams, and it's it's really an interesting building. Now, other landmarks in the area, not too far from Shelter Harbor Inn? Shelter Harbor Inn, what used to be the Wilcox Tavern is right, right next door to us. It's not the Wilcox Tavern anymore? No, currently it's it's undergoing some renovations, and it's going to be something new, I hope. So. Oh, okay. But right that was a, the white building up on the hill. Right. Yeah. So yeah. right across from Quanticantag or Quanticantag. And, in yeah. East Beach, yeah. All right, so everybody has a, an understanding. If you drive down Route 1 in that area, you know where to find it. How about a website? Is there something people can check out? Yeah, definitely. So you, our website is davescoffee.com. Pretty pretty easy. No apostrophe, just davescoffee.com. Okay, we'll check that out, and we're going to find out a lot more in our second half of the program, along with coffee syrup, and uh, which is uh, a, a, an important item in Rhode Island. Whatever struck you to get into the coffee business? Is this something you've been involved with your whole life? No, it isn't. I actually, um, my background prior to opening the boutique with my wife was um, in mechanical engineering, something far removed from retail or food service or any of that. Um, and But I've always loved good, really good food. I love cooking. Um, I cook at home most of the time. My wife is a great cook too, but, but I love cooking and I love... Uh, good wines. I love craft beers, things like that. So I've always been a fan of good, enjoyable food. And of course, good coffee goes right along with that. Sure. Now, uh, been in Rhode Island most of your life or nearby? Yeah, I was, I'm was. i a Rhode Island native, born in Providence and grew up here all my hey, life. how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> right. So if I'm not pronouncing my R's here, you'll know okay. why. <laughs> well, I, I live in Providence now on the east side, so not not far from your Providence location. Yes. And uh, so Providence your whole life. And, and how, how about your wife? She a, Providence, a Rhode Island person? No, she was actually born in Ecuador and um, grew well, up there. right next door. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, kind of uh, the way we met, uh, she became friends with somebody who lived in Watch Hill, and she was here one summer vacationing, and, and we met and, and were married and— here we are, 33 years later. No, oh, wow. There you yeah. go, 33 years. Well, congratulations. So, <laughs> Thank you. So that's Galapagos is the name of the boutique, if you will, and Dave's Coffee is in the shared building there and then another location on the east side of Providence. So check out davescoffee.com. Yes. davescoffee.com. Get that. Well, we talked about coffee syrup in that last segment just before we took the break, and is this uh, is coffee syrup unnatural for someone that brews coffee <laughs> um is it unnatural is that what you said or a natural is, is it a natural thing to do i mean oh we're doing it's, it's like having propane if you're drilling for right, oil it's right. there you know? no it's actually a, a different thing altogether and it actually dates back to the 30s um when uh, the pharmacies had soda soda fountains in them sure, absolutely. and the soda jerk they called them yeah. came up with this concoction of some leftover coffee and mixed it with a bunch of sugar and put it in a glass of milk for the children while their parents were enjoying coffee and that that was something that that kind mm. of caught on I didn't realize that's how it started yeah okay. but it but interesting that, that it's a very Rhode Island thing coffee milk especially right and um, I forget when but it, uh, I think it was in somewhere in the the, the 80s that it became the, the official state, state yeah. drink right. of Rhode Island yeah right. now that wasn't 
Dave's coffee syrup at that point in time. It, it was wasn't not. an official drink. It was something else. Right, right. Uh, same process, same product, basically? or No, very different. Um, and I, I explain to people usually that, you know, we're first and foremost a coffee roaster. So that that's where we start. We're not a, a syrup maker or a, a, a flavoring maker or extract maker, which some of the other coffee coffee syrup companies that's that's their forte. Um, so I sourced a very special Brazilian bean for our coffee syrup. Wrote we roast our coffee. We cold brew it, which means it's it's brewed at room temperature as opposed to being brewed hot. And then we take that concentrate of of coffee and combine it with just cane sugar and reduce it down into a syrup with a little bit of cassava root to, to thicken it up. So the, the whole reasoning behind it was to create a, a product that was all natural and with the fewest and, and finest ingredients that, that we could get. And that's something that is just bottled and then distributed, again, widely or fairly... You know, fairly exclusive. Yeah, we our distribution is primarily in New England, and um, for f- the main reason is people are just unfamiliar with coffee syrup and what to do with it and its traditions here in Rhode Island. So once you get past the New England area, mm-hmm. people get confused. They think it's a concentrate that you maybe make coffee with or or something. So. It, there's a lot of kind of education that goes along with it once you get past New England. Yeah, well, they'd have to make a cabinet with it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's all those kinds of terms. And, and coffee syrup is probably probably one of those. I agree with you. I travel a lot, so I've had people say to me, "What's this? what is that about? Right, uh, right. Coffee syrup. It's just like coffee ice cream. Uh, lots yes. of places in the country you just can't get it. Yep, and, uh, yeah. It is a New England thing. So the uh, are people available to uh, purchase your product online? Can they uh, can they go to Dave'sCoffee.com? And- Absolutely, everything, all of our coffees, our coffee syrup, um, and then brewing gear that you might need to brew coffee at home. We have all of those things online on our website. So wherever they're listening, uh, because we're fortunate, WCRI is listened to worldwide, actually. But if people want a little flavor of Rhode Island, they can just go to your website and order it and it gets shipped out. Right, right. Well, how much of your business is, is that? Is that a very small percentage? or No, it's actually a pretty significant portion. And I think it's because both of our retail locations are in areas where we get a lot of transient people. So Tourists, the, yeah. Yeah, the, the Charlestown location is mm-hmm. obviously a beach community, and we get a lot of people in the summer that are there for a weekend or a week, and then they're gone. So then when they get back home, they'll look up Dave's Coffee online and have our product sent to them. And then in Providence, we get a lot of students, a lot of parents of the students that come in to, and to Providence. And you hook them on it. Hey, you got it. <laughs> and then they go home to wherever. Right, and right. Get it again. Yeah. Yeah, I have a friend in Texas that can't wait for me to ship Dave's coffee. <laughs> That's great. So it, it is, it's interesting that people will pick up a routine or, or a particular product from a, from a region or an area and uh, and want to stick to it. So yes. That's another reason to check out the website, davescoffee.com. Now, in the in the building in Charlestown, you also have, uh, if somebody wants something to go with the coffee, uh, some munchies of some yes. kind. Yeah. So we have a, a small kitchen at both of our locations in Charlestown and Providence, and we actually scratch, bake everything in-house every morning. So we always have a selection of, of muffins and cookies, um, we always have a gluten-free option for people. 
but everything that we do, we make in-house from scratch every wow. day. Yeah, that's got to be a, a a talent of a different kind. It that's is, <laughs> it is. But it, but it, it's important to us, and it, it's definitely it shows in the product and the, the freshness and the flavors, and you know. So it's a matter of things. For example, you say cookies and and so forth. Uh, can they they can come in and just buy cookies to go too, right? I mean, right, right. Uh, we have quite a few people that will, especially on the weekends. Now we we make breakfast sandwiches and we actually um, make our English muffins in house. So we make the dough, we cut them, we griddle them, and that's what we use for our for our breakfast sandwiches. And people will load up on breakfast sandwiches to bring with them wherever they're going. This. Yeah, Wait a minute, that's, that doesn't sound right. How, how can you call them English muffins if they're made in Rhode Island? I know. <laughs> Shouldn't they be Rhode Island muffins? <laughs> they should. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay, another item that I know you have, and uh, it's uh, something I'm not familiar with. What uh, what makes your cold brew on tap special? What is what is that about? Yeah, so. Um, that's another one where we, we sourced a specific bean and blend of beans to make our, it's called Falcon is the coffee that we use for our, our cold brew. But, um, we, in our roastery, we have, it's called a mash tun, which is actually used for, for beer brewing. It's basically a big 135 gallon stainless steel tank. So we make big batches of cold brew. By the way, for those of you that are listening on the radio and not watching on television, he's <laughs> holding his hands out to show you how big the is. <laughs> like a big hug. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what happens is with cold brewing, um, the coffee, because it's not being brewed with heat to extract the flavor, it's, it's brewed at, warm, at um, room temperature, it doesn't es- extract a lot of the acidity in the coffee. So it's very smooth, it's very bold, and it makes a really, really good iced coffee or iced cold brew. And we keg that and then bring it to our locations, and we have a kegerator there where we serve it. So the old days of just taking hot coffee that got cold yes. and making iced coffee with it, that's not the same thing. That's not the same thing. <laughs> Why is that? Why wouldn't it be the same thing? It's basically the, the, the chemistry in the brewing where um, – you get a different flavor profile when you're brewing mm. hot, like you're okay. taking hot water, extracting the oils and the flavors from the beans, oh, I see. than you do when you in, when you let it steep at room temperature. And the other thing is cold brew, it steeps for 24 hours, where brewed coffee, you have four minutes is your brew time. Okay. So you, so it's, it's, it's a different process altogether. So this weekend when I decide to uh, leave my house on the east side and go over and visit your location, it's going to be a beautiful day. Uh, <laughs> I can uh, go there and I can go and sit inside or out? Yes, yes. Both locations. In Providence, we have indoor and in a small amount of outdoor seating. In Charlestown, we're, we're fortunate to have a good amount of space on our property where we um, – it happened at the beginning of the pandemic where we really – revamped our outdoor seating because we didn't have indoor seating and um turns out that that it, it was great because people love sitting outside it's a beautiful setting and it's a nice place to sit and enjoy your coffee and your baked goods and if you want to order ahead they can do that yes that was another good thing that came out of this this pandemic was that we we instituted a mobile ordering where um you can download the dates coffee app it's for apple or android phones and you can place your order Tell us when you're going to pick it up, and you walk in. Your order is ready. We have a little pickup area. You grab it. You you can go. 
That's great. So all yes. the modern conveniences, yet right. the, the specialty and the homegrown talent that puts it all together. Exactly. Now you and your wife are both in the in the Charlestown location. Um, do you ever worry about what's going on in Providence? Oh, I'm there once or twice a week. So okay. actually, after after we were done talking today, I'm heading to Providence and. Uh, you know, at both locations, I've been really fortunate to have a good team of people there. So um, people that have been with us a long time and that I can trust and, and that are great people. Because so. in this time of pandemic, that was a, a major concern about employees and how you're going to keep them and what are you going to do. And, right, right. And, and so forth and so on. So it's, uh, it is great that you've been able to maintain some, some high-level people to, uh, to yes. run those operations. yes. So we have uh, we have Dave's Coffee, which you can buy in quantity in a bag, in the 12-ounce bags. Is that the only size bag you put out? No, we also have a five-pound bag that people can buy. Five-pound bag? Yeah. Okay. So we, that, that size was originally for food service and restaurants, but um, we get a lot of people that um, take advantage of a little cost savings on that, and you get free shipping with a five-pound bag. And honestly, like all of our coffee is whole bean, and with whole bean, the shelf life until it's ground is a good three or four months. So if you consume five pounds of coffee within a month or two, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a great deal to get a five-pound bag. You know, when people aren't used to that, what does that translate to? So in other words, a a, a pound, a, a five-pound bag, is that, you know, 50 cups? Is that, uh, what is that, how, any way of translating that? Um, it depends how you're brewing. Mm-hmm. So different brew methods. We, we sell a lot of... Um, five-pound bags actually to people that cold brew at home. So so they'll get a five-pound bag and, and, and grind it really coarse and do their own cold brew at home. Um, so it all depends on how you're brewing. And um, But I find typically a five-pound bag for the average coffee drinker, if you have a cup or two every morning, is, it's a good month. Okay. You know, it lasts a good month for you. All right, and it's and you say the product has a shelf life of about three, so yes, that shouldn't yes. be an issue. Yeah, and the other thing I, di- I didn't mention about our roastery, but we roast everything to order, so uh, we don't warehouse roasted coffee that's already ready. So as as orders come in, and for our, our wholesale partners, we get our orders on Monday. We roast Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, deliver it on Friday. So the coffee that we're bringing to our locations and to our wholesale partners was actually roasted that same week, wow. which is great. Yeah, that that's gonna that must take some uh, some effort in timing in logistics. And, yes, and, and yes, putting people under the gun <laughs> a little bit, right? It does, but it's worked out really well, and I think people appreciate that that freshness. You know. Well, it's amazing. Uh, an amazing operation that uh, started not that long ago and right. has grown to be a household name, at least in, in uh, southern, southern New England. And uh, it's, it's wonderful that we can have a business like that that, that has taken off and, uh, and making such an impact and doing it in a quality way. I want to thank you for coming in this morning, sharing your story with, uh, with our WCRI listeners. And a pleasure to meet you. It's great. This you as a, well, Mike. Thank uh, you so much. I, next time you come, I, I do expect a hot cup of coffee. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. And we're going to have to uh, close up here. Anything else you just want to say before we we finish off? Yeah, I think we, we covered most of it. Um, like I said, please come visit us at either location. We're open seven days a week. And if you're not close to one of them, you can always visit us online. 
Excellent. Dave's Coffee. And this website is very simple, davescoffee.com. All right. Thank you, David. And we'll see the rest of you next time on Company Break. Whistle while you wake. Thank you for listening to WCRI's presentation of Company Break. I'm Mike Mayno, hoping you have a great weekend. 